Welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviella. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you tonight? I'm feeling like it's going to be a wild time. Well, that's appropriate. Tonight we are going to continue our resort series and we're going to talk about Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. And it truly is bringing the wild right to you. It's beautiful. Talk to us about the history of this resort and any changes that have been made that have arrived at the resort that we see today. You bet. And this one is unique. So I consider it two very distinct resorts. We have Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House and Animal Kingdom Lodge Kadani Village. And then we sort of have a third resort hidden inside that I'll talk about. So the original Jumbo House is coming up on its 20th birthday, April 16th. It'll be there 20 years. In 2008, they took two floors of the Jumbo House and converted it to those Disney Vacation Club rooms that we've talked about before. Studios, one bedrooms, two bedrooms, and something super unique. That DVC room layout with a club level combination. So something super cool. And when they did that, they really wanted to make the vacation club part larger. And we've talked before resorts like Boardwalk and Beach Club that have two parts and you have a shared lobby and you go left to the standard rooms and right to the vacation club rooms. But here, they're either on that separate floor like we talked about or in an entirely separate building that is not walkable from one to the other. It has an internal shuttle that just runs between the two resorts because that is the distance. So unique and amazing. But when we do talk about the uniqueness, it is heavily based on gorgeous architecture. And when you walk into that main lobby at Jumbo, you look at it and not only do you feel serenity, but you feel a bit of familiarity. And the reason is that it was designed by Peter Dominic, who also did the Wilderness Lodge lobby, which if you've listened to that show, you know it is among my favorite places to be on property. Mm -hmm. And out in California, he also designed the Grand Californian. So you see some similarity in theme, but again, that ultra peacefulness is very present. You did mention uh, Disney Vacation Club. So for folks that have listened before, you know that when we do a Disney Vacation Club resort, uh, the show is brought to you by DVCnews.com. And for more than a decade, DVC News has provided the latest news and information regarding the Disney Vacation Club timeshare program and its member resorts. Visit them at DVCnews.com, where you can sign up for their email newsletter, or look for them at Facebook.com forward slash DVCnews or Twitter.com forward slash DVCnews. We're thrilled if you found us through DVCnews.com. So be sure to like and subscribe as new episodes of this podcast premiere each Wednesday. Let's talk about, I guess, you know, who is this for? If you were somebody that was that was finding out about this resort, you know, how do we know it's for them? There's a couple of people that always come to mind when I'm talking about groups that want to go here. It's for the person that's doing more resort time. We're going to talk about 
they have the most activities of any resort on property. So again, we've talked about value, even though this is a deluxe resort, value is what are you getting out of your stay? So if you've got more resort time, you're going to get value out of their amenities. It's also a deluxe resort, but it is, along with Wilderness Lodge, one of our two lowest priced deluxe resorts. And there's two reasons for that. One, we'll get to in a minute when we talk about transportation, but the other is that the standard rooms here only sleep four. You're gonna have two queen beds or a king bed, where in all the other deluxe resorts, they are for families of five. The other person this is for is somebody, obviously, who loves animals. There are so many opportunities to see them, and it's for somebody who really loves the African culture, wants to get immersed in it. The art to the programming is just top notch. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we break down the recreation options. But before we really dive into some of that stuff, you know, we had talked about the amount of rooms and really the amount of resorts inside this resort. So Whenever we discuss things like that, it's always important to really lay on the line what the transportation situation is. So give us the breakdown of what the transportation is for this resort. So the first thing that we're always asked or told by clients, which I find interesting, <laughs> is that part of why they pick this resort is so that they can walk over to the Animal Kingdom theme park because it's got to be right there since the Savannah's right there. <laughs> yeah, of course. And the answer is you definitely cannot walk because while the Savannah is right there, there are actually three Savannahs, one for Kadani, one for Jumbo, and one for the theme park. So it is not the same giraffe that you're seeing in all three locations. Mm -hmm. This is a bus only resort or obviously if you have a car or want an uber so regardless of what theme park you're going to or disney springs it's going to be a bus the bus makes one additional stop because it's the same bus for jumbo house and kadani village so it'll stop either on your way or on your way back they also run an internal shuttle that takes you between the two resorts because when we break down the amenities in a minute you're going to see that sometimes you want to be at Jumbo and sometimes you want to be at Kadani. There's definitely more things that the first timer, even second time Disney vacationer is looking for at Jumbo House. Normally, my first time vacationer isn't taking time to play tennis, which is only at Kadani. But as we've talked about in other shows, these are sister resorts, so you can use all of the amenities at either resort. All right. Well, you're, you've gone there. So let's, let's ask the question then. Is there really a difference between the sister resorts? There's a huge difference. One of the things when I go to Jumbo House and Wilderness Lodge, I walk into that lobby and it literally still takes my breath away after a hundred visits. I agree. It's all, it's awe striking. It is awe striking. It is huge open space gorgeous, monstrous chandeliers, incredible theming, just breathtaking, take it all in. It seems like it goes on forever um, in Jumbo House. It does go on forever because the far wall of the lobby is floor to ceiling glass seeing out into the savannah. Mm. 
when you walk into Kadani, it is a very small lobby. It is much darker. It is only one story. Again, beautifully done, but that ooh-ah moment and that feel is very different. Jumbo House being the original, that's where you're going to find a lot of the bigger amenities. So for example, there's a very, very large gift shop at Jumbo House. There's a super small gift shop. And by super small, I really mean super small, <laughs> probably twice the size of a hotel room. And it's a gift shop and a food court all in one. So if you want the big food court and you're staying at Kadani, you need to take that internal shuttle over. So for some people, the quieter resort works. They don't eat in the food court. They're not shopping. They're not looking for any of those things. Again, it's all about what works for you. They're both awesome. They're just different. So let's let's break down, you know, the recreation options at this resort. Obviously, uh, like you said, they're, they're sister resorts. So, you know, I'm guessing if there's something that is at one space and not at the other, you know, just make sure that we highlight that so folks have an idea. You bet. And I'll start with the biggest recreation thing. Savannas, savannas, savannas. <laughs> Lots of animal views. Even if you don't opt for your resort room having the savanna view, there are so many viewing locations and you can see it all. It is important to note that the savannas at both resorts are divided for the safety of the animals. So you can put in a request that you'd like to be on a savanna with giraffes or you'd like to be on a savanna with zebras. There are some animals that cross over, but it is not a free-for-all like the jungle. It also is very well done. You really have to take a look and see. You won't find big fences keeping the animals in. It seems like they can come right up to your balcony. They cannot. So if you wanted them to, you're out of luck. If you were nervous that they could get that close to you, they can't. Just like the theme park, there are invisible barriers, different landscapes and things put in place. So they're going to get close and you're going to see them while you're sitting and having that morning coffee. But unlike the giraffe resort in South Africa, they are not sticking their head through your window. <laughs> okay. Uh, you had mentioned this resort when we said who's it for, people that are interested in the African culture. So talk to us about some of the cultural programs that fall into this recreation category. They bring cultural representatives from Africa just to share the history of Africa, the art of Africa, and again, it is Disney. They're an entertainment company. They could design a movie set and all these great things in the resort. But they are one of the largest collections of African art in the United States. And the cultural representatives do programs throughout the day where you can really learn about the items they have on display. And the people themselves are just so proud of their heritage and happy to just have a conversation with you, answer any general questions you have. And those cultural representatives will also run some of the special programming that you can do there. I love that for the kids, they've really enhanced this program. So when you look on the board and you'll find a board both in Jumbo and Kadani, and it'll specify if the activity is happening in both or just one and where. There's 
little postcard sized things that tell you all the activities. So there might be night viewing, there might be flamingo feeding, fire pit stories. When you go to these activities, your child gets a bracelet with a bead that is specific to that activity and they can earn different beads all week to represent their work towards the African culture. When we had discussed it, and I know when I had stayed there, it was definitely a resort that you wanted to spend some time at. So something like that really kind of keeps you at your resort to have those things going on for the entirety of your stay for the kids. It definitely does. And those programs are open to anyone. We'll talk about one or two that are not. Anyone can do them. But again, we're asked by clients all the time, you know, how would I get there? Is it worth it? Many of these programs are 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and there is no resort to resort transportation. So in my opinion, if you can get lucky and one of them is before or after you're having breakfast or dinner there, because that's what you, you know, you want that food experience, that's great. But to head over there to do a 20 minute activity when it's going to be two and a half hours on the bus to get there, pretty much a no brainer to me that that doesn't work. No. Okay. Now, listen, you mentioned food. We're not going to get their food yet, folks. So I, I know that you're expecting us to go right to food, but we're not going to do that. We have a couple more recreation things to discuss. Something unique for their resort guests only and only open to their club level guests is the Sunrise Safari. As its name implies, it is <laughs> super <sunrise>. early in <laughs> the morning. You're right. I will tell you. Not necessarily my best planning move when I had two teens with me that <laughs> wanted to know what on earth I was thinking them when I woke them at 5 a.m. <laughs> um, but an incredible experience. You do go out on the savanna at the theme park, watching the sunrise and the animals out on the savanna coming out of some of the animal homes if they opted to go into a building at night. You're working, you get to have breakfast and hear directly from the animal caretakers. It was a magnificent experience. Very cool. All right, talk to me about stuff that's maybe not as unique to that resort. They have an arcade, they've got a gym, they do the movies under the stars, they've got a super cute playground. Um, obviously, they've got pools, they've got several pools and both Jumbo House and Kadani have pools. They are zero entry. Um, I was just at Jumbo House last week, actually. That's where I stayed for part of the Flower and Garden Festival trip that I just got back from. And one of the really unique things is I was walking around getting some updated pictures of the pools. They actually have multiple hot tubs. So if you're a hot tub person, it's a great resort for that. And then over by Kadani, they have tennis courts and basketball courts. And that's just by Kadani. Just by Kadani, but again, open to anybody. Cool. When we had begun discussing the entirety of the resort, you gave us the breakdown of, of the two resorts and the DVC side. So break down the rooms for us so that we have an idea of what we're talking about here. You bet. So in Jumbo House, you're going to have about eight standardish options. A standard view, which as we've talked about before, could be parking lot, could literally be grass, flowers, the entryway. A pool view. Um, some of the pool views also get a peek into the Flamingo Pond, but no guarantees on that. And a Savannah view option. And then all three of those options are available with a king bed guarantee. 
Plus there are concierge floor rooms, as we just mentioned with that special tour. Now, some of you might be listening to this and saying she forgot the bunk bedrooms. No, I didn't. <laughs> they removed the bunk beds. So as of 2020, late 2020, bunk beds are no longer an option on property at Walt Disney World. You see, we do have somebody that's at home going, she forgot this. She forgot this. I got the expert. No, folks, that's why she goes there so often so that she can give you the latest update as of, you know, several months it's, ago. It's why I felt compelled to put it in so that we didn't get those emails. I want you to know it is gone. And again, it's why I always say call us because Google isn't going to tell you that. You're going to Google, you're going to find old pictures of it and be like, that's what I want. Yep, absolutely. And be super disappointed. Absolutely. Okay, keep going. So then we have the DVC rooms. And again, I want to give a clarification because we use, Jeff and I use the word DVC all the time, Disney Vacation Club. As Jeff mentioned earlier, it is a timeshare. But part of why we talk about it is there are people that are timeshare members, but there are some of these timeshare rooms that are available when booking with a travel agent or calling Disney yourself. Not sure why you're doing that, but that's an option. Um, and it's just like getting a hotel room. It's no different than if you had a standard hotel room as far as how you pay for it and what the cancellation policies are, the differences in the layout. So again, while they are a vacation club, those are definitely an option for anybody. And here you're gonna have the studios that we've talked about before. They're gonna be very similar to a hotel room, a queen bed, a queen pullout. What really differentiates a studio from a standard hotel room is they have a little wet bar in them. So in addition to the refrigerator you would have in a regular room, you've got a microwave and a little sink. Then you've got the one bedroom, as its name implies, one bedroom, living room, and full kitchen. Also washer dryer for those of you looking for that. Two bedroom, which again, if you've listened to some of our previous shows, you know a two bedroom is a studio and a one bedroom put together. So you've got the two bedrooms and the living room in the middle. And then they have three bedroom grand villas. And I'm not sure that I can do justice to describing it. So I'm going to encourage you to pop over, check the link in our show notes, pop over to our YouTube channel. I stayed in a three bedroom grand villa for an evening. It is grand. Um, as its name implies, it has three bedrooms. It has a master bath that's probably bigger than most people's resort room. It has a game room in it, an entire room dedicated to the pool table. Yeah. Living room, dining room, three and a half baths, balconies galore. And of course, I opted for one with that great Savannah view. So, so many great options for rooms to fit every group. I have not been fortunate enough to stay in that three-bedroom grand villa, but I have been fortunate enough to stay with a Savannah view. And you talk about what's important to your traveling party. I can only tell you that as someone who is traveling with two small children who are at the current moment animal obsessed, it was that magical moment that we've described many times on this show that you can't possibly plan for when the giraffes are walking around outside when we're walking out and having our breakfast and we're seeing them and they're screaming at the top of their lungs that there's a giraffe and they think it's about to come up to them. But as Sandy pointed out, they're not. So if that is anywhere near in your wheelhouse, remember that there are different views and there are different levels to your accommodations. So make sure that you speak to a travel specialist 
that they can direct you into the the position that you need to be so that that vacation is exactly what you're thinking and that room is exactly what you're thinking. Listen, we've we've let everybody hold on long enough. We're about to enter into the food portion of our program, so hopefully they were able to get a snack before we jumped in here. Lots of food options here. At this I would resort. say that Jeff and I would love to tell you about all the food options, but believe <laughs> it or not, we haven't eaten at any of them. Well, that's not true. <laughs> that's not How true at all. How can it be a show with Jeff and Sandy without us having gone to every yes. place there is to eat? Seriously, of Go- course that's not true. <laughs> Go ahead, break break some of them down because they're. You know, you talked about the the cultural aspect of this resort, and that is so alive in the dining options here. And it is, and it's often one of the concerns we hear, where mom and dad are really super adventurous eaters, and the kids, they want that Uncrustable and those chicken Sure, sure, sure. Um, we do find a great medium there, again, with kids' menus all over property. They've got some adventure options, if you've been lucky enough to raise an adventurous eater. But they know some of the standards that the kids want. So Boma, super popular. Um, it's a buffet where you get to try so many great things from soups to main courses, desserts. If you've looked up Animal Kingdom Lodge on any kind of message board, it is synonymous with the term zebra dome. That is the dessert of choice. Mm-hmm. It's For delicious. the longest time, it was only available on the dessert buffet. I am happy to say you can now buy it in the Mara, their quick service location. But Boma, great restaurant for breakfast and dinner. Right across the way is Jico, a more upscale fine dining known for its incredible bread service that they start with, with all the different dippings. Mm -hmm. It also has a wine room where you can have a small group private dinner. And again, boasts one of the largest collections of South African wine in the United States. So really neat. The wine room from the outside is a glass wall where you can see many of their different wines. So just, you can get right to it, take a look. Very interesting to see all the options. Yep. One of the things that I love here that kind of falls under food and kind of falls under recreation, I'm going to use a word that we don't use very often when we talk about Disney. I'm going to use the word free. (laughs) Every night just before Boma and Jico open, they offer a free food tour. They take you into Boma, give you some unique facts, including one of my favorites. There is one table in the restaurant that they will show you that was carved in the shape of South Africa. So you can, if you're a larger party, I think it seats 10, you can sit around the continent for dinner. Cool. They'll show you what kinds of things are on the buffet. You'll leave with a tiny dessert snack. Head over to Jico, get a sneak peek tasting of that bread service. And again, mm-hmm. it's free. So great program. Also at Jico, because they do have that large wine collection, a very inexpensive wine tasting, a Wine Wednesday opportunity, small group tasting of three to five South African wines and some history on those wines. So a great fun adults only thing to add to your trip. Mm -hmm. They do a dine with an animal specialist lunch as an add-on. We discussed the Mara briefly. That is their quick service location on the ground floor right outside of the pool. So you're going to get everything from burgers and chicken fingers to 
some more eclectic cuisine, and of course, those zebra domes. Another favorite, unlike the Sunrise Safari, this is open to everybody anywhere on property. And it is in the evening. It is the Waimea Safari and Specialty Dinner. And again, as its dinner implies, you're going to go out onto the Animal Kingdom theme park savanna with animal guides and learn more specifics about the animals and the care of animals in Disney. And then lastly, over at Kadani Village is Sanaa and breakfast and dinner. If you time it really well and you are the first dinner time for the night, get there a couple of minutes early. They do a really neat opening ceremony for the restaurant every night. So take that in. It's truly a cultural experience. What of this resort have we not covered? I, I mean, we've talked so about so many things, but what have we missed? I'm going to give you two of my favorite attention to detail things. And one of them is in both buildings. As you're walking the hallway, it's kind of this brown sandstone wall. And they have hand lettered all of these ancient African proverbs on the wall. And one of my goals, one of these trips when I end up with some spare time, is to go and actually photograph all of the proverbs all over both buildings. But very thought-provoking and inspirational. And the other thing that I will give you is if you are staying at Kadani and you get back to the resort any evening, you will find that the front of the resort is lit up with all of these lanterns kind of embedded into the front wall of the building. Ask the valet or whoever's working, there's sometimes a cultural representative outside there as well, to tell you the story of the lanterns. Again, it's all about that authentic storytelling and it's a phenomenal story to hear. Well, Sandy, thank you for being uh, our storyteller this evening, giving us a, a breakdown of this awesome resort. I look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks so much, Jeff. Have a great week. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week, and as always, keep making memories.